Welcome back, everybody. I'm excited to introduce to you our guest for today. It's Kelly Fitzgerald. Uh, she's been here before. Um, Kelly Fitzgerald is the owner of Savvy Marketing Services. She offers marketing services for therapists specializing in optimizing private practice websites to get found on Google and outrank the competition. And um, Kelly, I'm excited to have you back. Today, we had planned to, um, to talk about another domain of organic SEO, which is Google My Business. And in my opinion, potentially a very overlooked opportunity for, for therapists and something that gets commonly, commonly neglected, but can also be a real low hanging fruit and that it can be something that requires minimal effort with um, potentially sizable results or gains, depending on uh, how it goes. So um, anyway, thanks again for being here. Um, anything else I'm kind of missing from the introduction or what? No, it's all good. I been... appreciate uh, the invite. Yeah. It's great to be back again. Thanks so much, Don. Yeah. Yeah, let's just jump right into it then. So um, maybe we can start by just breaking down the um, uh, what Google My Business is, what what it, what it's all about, um, and then exactly what therapists can and should be doing to get more out of their yeah, listing. Great, and it just so happens in November they changed the name, and so I don't think that's been that well um, broadcast at this point. So it's now going to be Google Business Profile. And what they're letting you do is allowing you to actually make edits within Google search and Google maps. You don't have to log into the console like you used to before. Um, I just want to check mm. you froze for a second there. Am I okay? Oh, hopefully I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're good now. You're okay. Okay. Yeah. And so all the functionality is the same, but they're trying to make it easier for owners to make changes. I know mm. working with a lot of clients that they often aren't sure who has access to their Google My Business yeah. profile. And so there've been issues with that. But apparently you're supposed to be able to just go into a Google search and just type my business. You could test that out now, John, and you should see your profile come up and then you'll see an ability to edit it. And the whole benefit of Google uh, Google business profile, which I still call it Google my business, um, is for you to be able to show up for near me and local based searches. So for anyone that's doing a query anxiety therapist near me, San Francisco teen therapist, if you have a Google My Business listing or Google Business Profile optimized, then you're going to potentially show up when people do a search in the map. So there's a red markers that indicate all the map of the local people that meet that search criteria. And then there's something called the local three pack, which shows up below the map, which is the top three listings of traffic that Google's presenting based on Google Business Profiles. And then below that is organic search. So kind of the trifecta is if you look, if you are able to show up in all three, the map, the local three pack and organic, and it's yeah. a combination of how well you're optimized across all platforms, your website, your social profiles, and on your Google uh, business profile. And so is it that each three of those sections uh, have separate algorithms for, for um, in terms of how they prioritize results? If that's a good question, specifically to the algorithms, I don't know that I have an answer for that, but I do know that there's a direct correlation between the Google, I'll use Google My Business kind of inter, um, interspersed with the new name because I don't think it's as well known, but the Google My Business, yeah. that listing, if you have one, it is what gets looked at for population of the maps and the local search or that local three pack within the maps. And that's um, different than just organic search. Yeah. Yeah. And 
you know, I'm I'm always impressed with how often Google likes to change the names of things for no darn reason in a way it doesn't benefit anyone except themselves. Yeah. That being said, every tech company right now seems to be renaming themselves as if we care or yeah. <laughs> as if it changes that Facebook yeah. is not Facebook anymore. It's like, you know, Google changes everything. It's Google Sheets is now Google Spreadsheets or like, you know, Spreadsheets is now just Sheets. And it's like, good work, guys. Yeah, uh, anyway, yeah. I think um, <laughs> their whole, but I was reading up on it before Google our AdWords. call. And their whole thing is we're trying to make it easier. And I think they are, but it's not making it easier when you change the name of things because yeah. uh, for the layman, they don't even probably know it's called Google My Business. So for yeah, all exactly. intents and purposes, I the way I would like to, to present it is your online profiles, one of which is Google. And so yeah. one of the things that I find um, the most common across my clients when I optimize their Google profile is that they are not saying the same thing across all online platforms. And it's very um, minute what the difference is, but Google is very, very picky. So they have something called a NAP, which is name, address, phone number. And obviously you don't wanna misdirect somebody. You don't want someone to call a dead phone number. So you wanna make sure that that is um, live. I'm not sure why my lights just blinked, um, but you wanna make sure all that is accurate because you don't want to have any, um, reason for someone to not continue to look for you because they're not having a good experience even finding you. And so when a business has maybe their legal name has an LLC on the end of it, and maybe their Google profile has that in their name, like Comigan Counseling LLC, but their social profiles or their website only has the, the name of Comigan Counseling, or maybe they have like a catchy one of their slogans that they're using. I find that often that on the social profiles, businesses use that maybe as the name and Google isn't going to understand the connection. And within the Google profile, they are um, at their whim deciding if they're showing your social profiles or not. And so you can't just click boxes and say, these are my social profiles for Instagram and Facebook, please show them in my profile. They will show them when they feel like showing them. And the best way to make sure that they're included is to just make sure your name, address, and phone number are the same across everything. And that just benefits you for your local search. If you're having any kind of um, difference between any of those platforms, then Google doesn't really know that you're the same thing. If that yeah, makes sense. And it makes sense. And um, it, first of all, if you're here live on YouTube, definitely ask your questions. Just jump in in the comment yeah. section uh, with your questions. We will answer them. We definitely want to interact with you guys. Um, so the the bottom line with Google is uh, if we get into how Google thinks and who they are serving, well, they're primarily serving the consumer, the person looking for the thing, right? And so Google is also all about trust. We want to demonstrate to Google that we are trustworthy sources for whatever it is, whether it's hot dogs mm -hmm. or therapy, or maybe both, which is an interesting yeah. niche. Mm -hmm. um, and so consistency really matters in these details. You can imagine the, the, um, the frustration. If I find, I'm looking for a therapist, I find the perfect person, they're down on third street, right near my house. And then I call and it's like you said, a dead number or that number is no longer active or they're not on third street any, uh, anymore, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I've just gone through this whole process. Well, that's very frustrating. And when Google sees those inconsistencies, they don't want to further promote frustration, right? To, right. to users, to consumers. Um, we, uh, uh, we do have a, a question. Let's go ahead and dive into this one. And then I want to oh, get okay. more into 
how we actually should optimize our, our yeah. listing. Um, so um, Blink 56K, 56,000. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, how do we differentiate uh, this? Per sorry, this person says, how do we differentiate what we put on Google My Business and other online profiles like Site Today? Yeah, that's a great question. And what I have actually done within my um, optimization projects for my clients is recommended that they make similar changes to their psychology today and whether whatever directories they're they're also on. Mainly one of the components of the directory is the description. So oftentimes people similar to how they talk about themselves on the website are going to talk about all of their um, years in practice, all of the credentials that they have. And what you really want to do is speak to the pain points of your ideal client. So do they have a teen struggling with addiction? Are they struggling with um, an eating disorder? Speak to them and meet them where they are and let them know that you are here to help and you understand you get them. And so most of the time when I am optimizing someone's profile, I'm reorienting their business description for a couple different things. One is to speak to that ideal client. The other is keyword rich, um, making sure that it's really optimizing. What is their specialty? You know, everyone seems to have a niche, which I think is really good within the therapy community because it helps you kind of hone in and get known for maybe your specialty is helping people with eating disorders. And so optimizing for your niche with keywords and then also optimizing what shows up before someone has a chance to click show more. So when you look at just someone's Google um, profile, they will have sort of a, a condensed version of their entire description. And the first 250 characters show up. And those are the ones you want to make um, as optimized as possible. Really speak to your ideal client, how you help them, what you help them with. And then to answer the question specifically, once I do that for the profile for Google, I then recommend the same thing. I look at the uh, profiles that people have on their psychology today. And I make the similar recommendations. Yeah. Again, with the consistency piece um, yeah. in terms of Google, my business versus psych today, I think one of the key pieces is that the contact info, your address, phone number, website, URL, stuff like that is consistent, right? Yeah. Um, the, uh, there is a great tool. Um, Moz local M O Z is, oh, yeah. a, is a good tool to use to do an audit of this info, you might be surprised. So most business owners, they actually have listings they don't even know about. And didn't I know up. they Things do. like yellow pages, whatever. Yeah. And that stuff could have been set up when you had an old uh, practice uh, address or phone number, or whatever. So you might already be getting docked majorly for this without knowing it. Yeah. Um, so Moz Local, again, M-O-Z, Moz Local, um, is, a, is a good place to, to get that free audit and see if there are incons inconsistencies across different profiles, um, yep. that is a good place to, to start. Um, great question. We've got another question. Let's go ahead and answer that one. And then okay. um, we'll keep talking about optimization along the way. So um, Samantha Bray, who is near and dear to my heart, uh, Samantha, good to see you, <laughs> says, um, uh, my question is regarding clinical staff using the practice address on their personal website. Could this be a problem? So Right. So let's say, yeah, you're, you're in a physical office, in a physical building, and then let's say your clinicians have their own website as well, or maybe they're former clinicians that have their own website and they're using practice address. Um, thoughts on this, Kelly? Or Yeah, you know, um, as long as they're not using too. the business name for your clinic, I don't think you're going to cause confusion with um, Google. 
but that's a great question. And I'll, I'll look at that. And you probably, um, it's something that maybe you could be stricter on, on your side for not to letting them know what they can and cannot use associated to the actual practice that's uh, within your realm, Samantha, if that makes sense. Um, but I don't think it's going to damage your profile. If they were to be for John's example, if I was a clinician at John's and I had my own um, website for my own personal, because maybe I do some on the side as well as work for John as a therapist, and I had call me in counseling and that address, then I would say that would be a no-no. I think you're right. And I, I just did a quick Google as an example. So I'm in San Francisco. I'm sitting in a building right now that has other therapists in it, right? It's a single yeah. address and all of us list the same building address. There's no suite number, right. there's no yeah. apartment number, whatever. So if I search our address right now, it's actually interesting because it shows um, it shows the therapists that are in this building, right? So my mm -hmm. address on 24th Street shows Call Again Counseling, it shows Brad Smallwood MFT, it shows Alyssa Merrill ID with their actual listings and everything. So um, again, very common that you're going to have other businesses within your building share an address. But like Kelly said, yeah. as long as they're not throwing in the business name, uh, which could potentially confuse Google, right? If it looks like there's four Calm Again Counselings in one building for some reason, yeah. that could be problematic. So the, the short answer, Samantha, is it's probably not a problem. I wouldn't stress about it too much as long as they're not using your business name and the yeah. address to, to confuse Google. Yeah. And actually helps segue into another point that I want to make about the profile, and that is optimizing any opportunity you have to give a link to people from your Google profile to your website. And they have a couple different places to do that. One is actually a link to your website. So making sure that you have, Samantha, for your um, clinic, the link on your Google business profile to your clinic's website, I would recommend highly. And then there's also an option to have an appointment link. So if you think about someone who's looking um, at a desperation for a therapist, maybe for their child who has an addiction, and they find you and they want to get a hold of you immediately and click a, a, a link to get to your scheduler, make that easy for them. And there's an actual distinctive link that's referred to as, I think, appointment versus the website for that profile. And so make sure that you are... Um, optimizing both of those. These are often overlooked where people only put in their website URL and they don't do the other URL options that are there. And those are also things to verify that they aren't broken. Yeah. Let's back up for a second, Kelly, and say, um, for instance, uh, a therapist hasn't done anything with their profile. Maybe they just set it up or they claim their listing or whatever, mm -hmm. or it's a new practice and they want to optimize their listing. Um, what are the, the key things to do or to start looking into in terms of optimizing your listing? Yeah, I'd say there are three things. So one is your service. You can have a main service and then you can have like subcategories. So maybe your main service is uh, marriage counseling and your subcategory is um, uh, something else. <laughs> okay. they, have, they have specific ones you have to pick. So I pause a little bit because I don't remember what all of them are specifically. Um, but the way I recommend doing that is what are your compare, what have your competitors listings show up as? Because the categories are determiners for Google when they're doing a search result for somebody based on what that person is looking for, what are your categories saying you um, specialize in? So they're a pretty important component of whether or not you're going to appear in a search result. 
So that's the first one is, is make sure your categories and the subcategories are relevant and see how they compare to your competitors. Sometimes it's something as simple as instead of counselor, you're saying psychotherapist, but everyone else is saying counselor. So if you want to show up where the other folks are showing up and they're all listing their main services differently, then it's just a naming convention. Um, and I recommend modifying that as long as it still applies. But usually they're pretty general terms, um, whether it's therapist, counselor, or psychotherapist as an example, or even social worker. So just make sure that um, speaks to what you actually are and it's on par with what your competitors are showing. And then the second thing is what I already brought up, which is the name, address, and phone number. Make sure that's consistent across everything. So your profile directories on like Psychology Today, your social media profiles, your website, and of course, on your Google business profile. And then the last thing I touched on is optimizing your business description to not only speak to the pain point of your ideal client, but also make that keyword rich and prioritize the first 250 characters because that's what shows up um, initially. And unless someone clicks to show more, that's all the um, real estate you have to get their attention. Excellent. What could possibly go wrong, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I want to take a really quick um, pause to do uh, to make a really quick announcement. Um, sure. I wouldn't be a good entrepreneur if I wasn't constantly <laughs> plugging my stuff. Yeah, right? exactly. Uh, <laughs> guys, we have a new round of Business Made Human that just opened, and that new round starts Tuesday, February 8th. Um, so the doors open. They open just twice a year, and now's the time to uh, to get into the program. This is, uh, this is a weekly mastermind where we're helping you build a, a purpose-driven business that is also um, focused on the nitty-gritty of business. We've built a Business Made Human weekly curriculum, everything from finance, visioning your business, writing your mission statement, to managing cash flow, doing your marketing, right? Building your website, copywriting, Google Ads, Google My Business, um, managing staff, hiring, scaling a group practice. It's really a, become a pretty comprehensive program. It's a tight-knit community of like-minded peers for, for, for you guys to have that support and community, which that community is more important uh, now than ever. And um, uh, you also get access to unlimited coaching with me through weekly office hours. So it's a great program. If you're a previous member, you can always jump back in and apply to join a group again. We have a group for solo practitioners. We have a group for group practice owners, and it's a fantastic program. So I'll put a link in the comments here and in the description for the podcast if you're listening to that version. Otherwise, just go to privatepracticeworkshop.com, click on Business Made Human to book a call with me and apply. So that's my indulgence for the day. Back to Google my business. No problem. <laughs> um, we do have another question. Let's go ahead. Uh, well, I, actually, I should say any other questions or, or not questions, any other points you want to make about about optimizing the actual profile. Yeah, two other things. I'm just kind of quickly looking at my cheat sheet here is images. So not only use images, but use quality images and um, have them be representative of your logo and the people in your office and uh, your office itself. And then the other thing is um, I want to just clarify that within Google profiles, unless they're going to make a change, which I'm not aware of at this point, you can have only one single address. So I have a client that has two locations in the same state, but they have to have two Google profiles, one for each address, because that's how Google um, is separating that. They're not letting one business have two addresses on one profile. And I will say um, I got to that uh, conclusion by utilizing the support within Google's profile 
um, and they're very helpful. So if you do have any questions, I would highly recommend just pinging them within the support functionality, and I've found them to be really helpful. Excellent. That's great to know. Um, we've got another question from our friend Blink56K, a.k.a. Ray. Um, how, he says, how do we optimize our Google My Business if we don't have a physical address anymore? Very Potentially a very common situation for therapists right yeah. now in 2022, January 2022. Uh, we, I, he says, plan to get one again at some point, but still doing remote. Yeah, that's a great question. So there's a way when you ver you have to have an address to verify that you can claim the listing. So there's a process called verify your listing. And basically you get some See, they should postcard. rename that process. They can, yeah, that's something really they probably clever are. Creative, but they just call it verify your listing, you know? Yeah. And so you have to have an address to do that because they basically want to make sure that you truly are the owner of this business. And so they give you a code and it's this whole deal and, and it's at the mercy of their timing. It's a little bit of a pain, but that's just the process of saying, it up. It is a free account. So that's the good news. So when you do that, you have to have an address. But then once you um, optimize your profile, there's a way to choose to not show the address. So my husband is in private practice. And so I kind of uh, test out stuff on his profile. And I was able to do that exact thing. So in order to verify it, I had to have an address. Then once we got the address and the confirmation that we could claim that business profile, then I was able to choose to not show the address. That's kind of a toggle, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think that's the way to do it. You know, um, if I didn't know about that option, I would say, um, you know, find a therapist friend who has an office, send the postcard to their um, office address, and then toggle it off, right? Or then change the address. Yeah, and um, I, it's, yeah, yeah. I, it's probably simpler. I think if I would recommend doing it to your address just so that you have control over it and, and um, you're not yeah. having any confusion about the address situation. Yeah. Or if you want clients showing up to your house unannounced, just put your home address, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, that's I think, a joke. Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> I think there's something where you, you don't have to make it live. Like, I don't think there's exposure much to your, to your address that you're actually going to use. Yeah. Yeah. Fair point. Um, I think, again, I, I like to try to think about how Google thinks, right? And again, yeah. they want a complete listing. They want a thorough listing. They want a listing that's consistent with other listings uh, across the internet, right? And my my whole thing is like, I'm. it's just this very kind of um, dependent relationship I have with Google. I would say codependent, but Google doesn't need me. <laughs> I need exactly. them more no, than they Google. need me. Yeah. But um, if they have a blank, I want to fill it in. If they have a new feature, I want to use it and be yes. a good boy and use it. You know? uh, when they came out with the feature of where you can make posts, so much like a social media post, you bet I'm going to use that. I'm going to yeah. post as often as I can within reason, right? Yeah. Right now we post once a week and we make announcements about the practice or meet the new clinician or here's a blog post we wrote about EMDR with a call to action. If they ask me, are you open on Memorial Day? I want to update those hours, right? I just, yeah. I want to show Google I'm alive and well. I am a reputable business that is open and available and, and yep. expert in what I say I'm an expert in, right? And uh, generally, the more specific, the better, right? So if you're a couples therapist, say you're a couples therapist um, mm -hmm. um, and potentially have those keywords, you know, in your in your description, also even in, um, in, in your title, um, which actually that's, a, that's a, a question. I've heard different things about adding keywords to your kind of business title. So for instance, if it was like John Clark therapy hyphen couples therapist, um, is that, is that a no, no? <laughs> so I'd go back to the whole um, name, address, phone number, and it just has to be consistent. 
And I so mean, that's, in the tight, like the business name of Google. But that's where it's attaching. That's what it's choosing to cross check as your name. And that's where I've seen people kind of oh, append their business name and their like brand slogan. And I always recommend they pull that away. And that um, it, it, name is the name across everything. And so your business name for how you represent yourself on your website, your social channels, et cetera. That makes but sense. Just, yeah. But just, it's a great question. It happens often. And it's kind of one of those things that I actually seem to see that the difference between the names on the different profiles, whether it's the website or the social channels, normally it's different on the business profile for some reason. And that's where you really don't want it to be. Yeah. Um, you want them all to be consistent. But speaking of all the new features, um, one of the things that, um, you know, Google's renaming of this to the Google business profile, they're also saying that they're making it easier so that people can just go online, go into the maps, go into Google search, type my business and their profile will show up and then they'll have an ability to edit their profile. And within that, they also now are letting you see the call history and also message within um, that interface yeah. so they don't have to log into like a dashboard yeah, like you that. used to within the google my business profile with that said i've yeah. also read that the dashboard kind of console is probably going to be available in some shape or another for people who have multiple listings so maybe someone like me that has access to multiple listings because of the business that i um services that i provide i might see it in like a console format but for most therapists they're going to see it just um, by going into Google search, looking up their profile and then being able to just edit directly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the messaging feature again is an example of something that if they offer it, I want to use it, even yeah. if it's a little inconvenient because, um, we have other channels to communicate mm -hmm. with clients. Like they text our main number, we message there, they might message on Google, my business. So it's one more thing to check. But, um, yeah. again, I am, uh, clinically obsessed with Google when it comes to my private practice. I want to yeah. do everything right to get in their good graces and stay there. So yeah, if they're offering that messaging part, I want to use it. And that being said, if you're going to toggle that feature on and use it, you actually need to respond to messages because mm -hmm. you can bet that uh, a, a data hungry, you know, company like Google is going to track that data and see if I'm in fact responsive similar to how other businesses will say like, you know, typically responds in one hour, right? Or I hired like a right. cash grab it recently or someone on Fiverr and it says typically responds within one hour. I mean, right. people want what they want and they want it now and not two and a half days from now. So yeah. if you're going to use it, you know, be on top of it or have someone like have your admin be on top of it. Yeah. And also don't uh, do something to get yourself a negative review, which you do not want. Let's talk about that because that, that's yeah. really interesting and a really big fear among therapists. Um, well, first of all, let's say, you know, a, another challenge with getting reviews and getting reviews is certainly a part of the, the, the ranking of Google My Business. But our problem is in our industry, it is against our board of ethics, right? Basically, it's illegal for us to ask clients for reviews. Yeah. There's a confidentiality piece. There's the power dynamic between therapist and client, blah, blah, blah. So that makes it tricky for us to get reviews. The only way I have found to work around that is asking trusted colleagues in our local area and they have to be in your local area, in my opinion, yeah, because it's a local business, to leave a review commenting on what they know of you as a therapist. I don't know any other good workarounds with this. Um, yeah, I don't know if you have other thoughts on that. Well, or... I think the reality is everyone's in the same boat. So it, it's not like someone's gonna have 
20 reviews to your two because everyone has the same similar issues with the whole confidentiality and all of that. And so I think it's just one of those businesses where it doesn't apply. It's not like a pizza joint where it really makes a difference um, what someone says. And um, you definitely can, it's not something I really push a lot. I'll put it that way, because like you said, you can't really ask straight out for clients to give you reviews, but colleagues, definitely other people that are um, known in the industry, um, just to give you kind of a creed within the the community would be um, another recommendation, like you said. Another little workaround that we've done for this, and again, you have to figure out what's comfortable for you as a therapist and your ethic, your your board of licensure and all that, but yeah, you could potentially add it to your email signature, right? Like, here's yeah. our Google My Business listing. Here, people love us on Yelp. People love us on Google My Business or whatever. Or you could say in your email signature, you know, leave us a five star review or leave us a review on Google My Business with a link to it. I don't know, again, if, if a board would say that is you soliciting reviews from clients. I think, to me, I interpret it as more as I'm asking a single client, say, hey, yeah, you, you like me as your therapist, right? This is going well, yeah. right? Leave me a five star. Would you leave me a review? And then there's that power dynamic, right? And asking them to break their own confidentiality, right? Or admit that they're a patient, a client of yeah, ours. Yeah, I, I think it's tricky. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, maybe adding it to your email signature or somewhere else natural, maybe the little sticker on your door of your office, whatever, just so people know it's an option. But in general, all, most clients won't go out of their way to do it. Um, yeah. It just is what it is. Um, in terms of a negative review, I mean, this is interesting. I, I will say that when your practice gets big or if you're in a big urban area or let's say you've got lots of clinicians, you will inevitably get a negative review at some point. My mm-hmm. opinion is even the best sushi restaurant in town has right. a bunch of scathing reviews as well. It's actually very polarizing. It's like mostly five-star reviews and then a handful of one. scathing reviews, right? Yeah. Someone that just absolutely hated the sushi and or was just having a bad day um, or has a personality disorder. Um, <laughs> it's To me, it's kind of inevitable. And I've had therapists get terrible reviews here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, my... I don't know if you have thoughts about kind of what to do about it. Um, I don't think, you know, contesting or anything is viable or going to help you or would even result in anything because again google wants to see that it's a transparent process and that if you're doing bad business you can get a bad review and you need to strengthen your business in that regard but um my only approach is yeah it probably makes the listing more look even more authentic if you have mostly five-star reviews and then a bad one or a couple bad ones and and hopefully people might also understand that we work with people who are suffering and so that um unthinkable that someone leave a bad review. So I think if you get a bad review, that might be a time to try to get some additional positive reviews to kind of keep building your profile and pad around that negative review. But other than that, you just, I think you just can't sweat it. You just got to keep moving forward. Yeah. I mean, I would recommend on a negative review to um, reach out and give them another way to communicate with you. So you don't want to have a back and forth on the actual review posting but just say sorry to hear about that being your experience. We wish our clients yada, yada. Um, I'd like to have a further conversation with you or learn more and give them your email or something um, to take it offline, but get it off the review platform. Um, and that way you're showing that you're listening, that you care and that you're um, you know, going to um, take the time to listen to what this person has to say. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's, that's good stuff. Um, 
Uh, we've got a few more minutes left here, guys. If you're here live again, I'd love to hear your questions. Um, we have covered lots of ground about Google My Business or whatever the hell they're choosing to call it tomorrow. Google um, Business Profile. Could, Keep yeah, having Google a look. Business <laughs> Profile, as if that's more, you know, elegant of a name. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Google AdWords is Google Ads. It's like, um, yeah, just let's just chill out. Um, yeah. The... You know, stepping back for a second, right, when you think about a search experience is um, if I do a search on my desktop right now for a local business of any kind, I'm generally going to see three sections, Google ads at the very top. Those are ads that people have paid to run. Then the maps, the Google My Business kind of section, which generally shows a map that may be, you know, uh, drilling down even to where your IP address is, right, or knowing mm -hmm. what neighborhood of your city you're in. And showing you a you know cross section of local results, uh, as well as a few listings or that three pack, which um, to me is kind of the holy grail of Google My Business. Mm -hmm. That's where I want to be. Um, yeah, we've gotten there for um, you know terms like San Francisco Teen Therapist, um, uh, potentially a few others. If I if I were to look into it, um, we also have a niche site um, EMDR San Francisco, and we got that one into the three pack in uh, right away which was actually very interesting. I just wow. created that listing and optimized it very carefully just in an afternoon. It took a couple hours to work on it. And then um, later that day, it was in the three pack. So that was really interesting that both, you know, I think it was well optimized and Google needs results for it. That's um, right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So probably not a lot of people are, are honing in just on EMDR. Exactly. They're maybe touting that they're trauma therapists, but the EMDR component that probably triggered a keyword that got you, um, ranked higher quicker i think so yeah yeah um i forget what i was saying oh and then the rest is going to be organic results so pages yeah. that are ranking organically underneath the um the kind of maps view there there's also a great percentage of people you know that find a business by using their phone i do it all the time right i'm in one mm -hmm. part of the city i want to find a good coffee shop i open google maps on my phone and i type in coffee shop, right? Or they have the little features at the top where I can just click coffee and it's going to show me all the listings, you know, oh, in yeah. my immediate area. Um, and there's a ranking system here, right? In terms yeah. of, you know, good reputable businesses. Also, if I want to see one that's open now, I can do that. Yeah. If I want to look for, you know, a therapist, I can type that in and see which therapists are immediately here in my area. Um, which again, I see my own business sitting in my own office here. So that's a yeah, good thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sitting here. Um, and with again, that, yeah. I would really comment on how friendly you are via mobile. And yeah. have you checked how friendly you are via mobile? Because it's interesting. I don't really have a set percentage across my clients. Some have over 60% are mobile visitors and some hardly yeah. have any mobile visitors. I can't really seem to see a rhyme or reason to it, but if you have any mobile visitors, you want that experience to be positive. You want your buttons to not mm. be so big. You want your font to be a size that, that's readable. And so if you haven't checked how, how your um, website presents itself on mobile, I highly recommend that you do. That's a great point. We have over 60% of our traffic is, um, uh, is mobile. We see that through our Google Analytics, which is yeah. another conversation for another day, yeah. another, another episode with Kelly. Um, but you you do want to look into that. Mobile is a, is a big deal. Uh, it's a big part of our traffic. I also think demographic might have a little to do with that, uh, especially if you're appealing to younger populations that do everything mm, totally. on their phone, yeah, right? right. Or you're sitting there watching Netflix and looking for a therapist. 
which actually sounds like a nice evening, you know, um, <laughs> and probably something a lot of people will do tonight, um, especially given it's the new year. Oh, right, exactly. Your life, you know, um, but it's, you know, it's like, yeah, you have to meet people where they are and, and optimize that mobile experience. Um, uh, and again, I think that that just that that maps view on your phone is is really handy and one one that I personally use all the time for finding different businesses. Um, we do have a question here. This is going to be an interesting one. Let's see if Kelly's up for it. Yeah. I saw. Um, Maria uh, Maria says for bilingual clinicians who want to market in a second language, uh, how can I optimize this on the search results? Would my Google results uh, be able to show to both? So if they're marketing in a second language, it would, yeah, that's a, that's, that's a tough one because I'm curious, you know, there's translation within Google search, so it's going to translate your content, but if they are kind of would need a little bit more information um, to be able to really speak to that. And I will say, I don't have a lot of experience on that. So I don't know, John, if you have any um, regarding that, but that's a, a great question. Yeah, I would think of it a little bit in the same way of like your actual website, right? And I do see with with optimizing a website for SEO, you know, you might land on the homepage of the website and it says English or Spanish or whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Cantonese. Um, and in that case, you might click through to a Spanish version of your own website, right? Right. My my guess is, and again, this is just a guess, so, um, but I love throwing out guesses. Um, <laughs> my guess would be, if I'm Spanish speaking and I'm using my computer and my web browser pretty much entirely in Spanish, including going to my search bar and typing in um, uh, search terms in Spanish, then they're going to show me results that have been translated or maybe a site that already has um, that clearly indicated like a Spanish version of your, your site. Um, the other question would be, yeah, is there a feature on Google My Business? And I'm trying to look at it right now. That That's what would, I was wondering if you can yeah. identify a language. I don't think there is. So I think there actually is because I'm oh, looking at okay, it right now. So <laughs> I'm in my, <clears throat> my business profile manager, which is another term for the day. And I click on settings. You know what? I might be wrong. Under e It says email notifications, then it says language English. So that is not what we're looking for. I'm sorry. Right, right. Please disregard my impulsivity. Um, yeah, I'm very curious about this now, right? Um, I know, I know. <laughs> and I actually, I will look into that. And um, Maria, if you want to get a hold of me, I know um, my information will be in the show notes with um, how you can access um, getting in touch with me. Um, and I'd be happy to... to do a little bit of research on that just out of curiosity as well. Definitely please um, <clears throat> let people know, Kelly, actually it's a good time to let people know how to reach out to you, oh, okay. what kind of work you do, how you help and, yeah, and all that sure. good stuff. And um, you can also drop a link in the, in the chat there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Great. Um, and I know I um, provided some information too. So there, and I'll do it here in a second, but I can be found on um, SavvyMarketingServices.com and I provide um, optimization services for therapists, mainly across three lines. And that is Google My Business or what we spoke about today. And then search engine optimization for organic search rankings. And then the third is really um, optimizing and strategizing around blogs. And a lot of therapists do blogs and I um, help people kind of maximize how they can set up their blog to start with and then kind of give them a template for how to optimize blogs so that they can replicate it kind of like a recipe, if you will. 
And um, I am happy to answer people's questions. I have a contact form. You can reach me to um, ask me anything specific if you have off of what we've talked about today. Um, but uh, yeah, um, call, you can also email me at kelly at savvymarketingservices.com. So Marie, I would ask you to do that if you want some further information on the second language. Um, but yeah, I'd be happy to help anybody get found online. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, I just dropped a link. There's oh, some discussion about it on um, uh, some different forums. There's also um, uh, an article here I'll drop from Google on how to add another language to my business my business oh, okay. name. That might just be changing your the name of your business, though. Um, but yeah, something to look more into, and it's a great it's a great question. Um, yeah. Um, any other questions that you guys have, definitely feel free to ask them. We're going to spend just a couple more minutes here before we wrap up and say goodbye. So definitely let us know in the comments if you've got questions. Just as a quick reminder in this little pause here, um, Business Made Human, our weekly mastermind is open now. And I dropped a link to that here in the, the, the chat. I'll also put one in the description if you're listening to the podcast, or you can just head to privatepracticeworkshop.com. Click on Business Made Human to book a call with me. But I'd love to talk to you about that program and, and um, have a chance to work with you and have you join our community. Um, any other questions? And if not, Kelly, anything you feel like we missed or maybe like um, any main takeaway you hope therapists remember um, for today? You know, I think I kind of hit all my main points and um, I just really reiterate. It seems like such a silly thing, but name, address, phone number, they call it NAP. It's a whole thing within Google and it really makes a difference. So just doing a quick audit of all your online profiles. And if you're not entirely sure where all of your profiles exist, then Google yourself and um, try to identify all of those and just make sure that they're all consistent. Excellent. Um, yeah, again, my, I guess my piece would be just be do whatever Google says. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so compliant that they will learn to love you and trust you and send yeah. you lots of business. I, I, again, I just think that Google My Business is truly the low hanging fruit within marketing and using that niche site that I was mentioning, uh, EMDR San Francisco, uh, we, you know, set that up and got it in the three pack right away. So depending yeah. on your market, depending on the keywords that are relevant to your business or part of your business, you know, you can potentially get some real results. Um, uh, so you don't have to spend money for Google My Business. You don't have to, you know, write 5,000 word blog posts five times a week to yeah, get it, no. you know, ranking. But um, I think it can do a lot <laughs> for your business. Um, the last thing I'll say is I think time is a factor as well with both SEO and with Google My Business. I have a friend even in this building who just over time uh, ended up ranking uh, in the top, in the, the three pack on Google My Business for some search terms. Same thing with his website, Did mm -hmm. basically didn't do any SEO work, any intentional SEO work and eventually was ranking up in part because again, I think Google seeing that he's existed in the market for a long period of time. People keep finding his website relevant yeah. to some search terms and clicking on it. Um, and uh, um, And depending on the, the the search term they needed more results to show for that search term right so yeah exactly there. yeah so time matters and you got to be patient with all this stuff yeah and google has indicators so if you're getting traffic from wherever and people are showing that they're staying on your website and they're not bouncing immediately then you're showing google that the content is um, credible and quality content and that's what google wants to present quality content and meet people's search criteria that's their whole goal 
Excellent. Hopefully this was helpful, guys. I have a feeling that it was. We had a handful yeah, of people here the whole time. We got some great questions uh, answered here, um, or at least halfway answered <laughs> with some follow-ups to come. And um, Kelly, thanks again for being here again. Uh, yeah, there's no another problem. episode with Kelly all about SEO, um, your organic ranking of your actual site and your pages that you yep. can check out in this channel. It's also a podcast episode wherever you listen to podcasts. And again, um, if you're interested in working with Kelly, um, definitely look her up and, um, and get in touch. SavvyMarketingServices.com. Savvy with two V's if you're... Yeah, I couldn't um, find a way to put it in. I don't know if I need a login, but I couldn't have access to the chat. So oh, okay. well, throw it in there. I'll do it, I'll do it for you here. Okay, that would be great. <laughs> um, SavvyMarketingServices.com. Yeah. And again, if you guys are interested in, in our Business Made Human Mastermind group, um, get in touch at PrivatePracticeWorkshop.com. Thank you guys again for, for being here and we look forward to seeing you in the next one. Thanks. Yeah, again, thanks Kelly. so much. Thanks, John. Thanks. Everyone Cheers. have a great day. Bye. All right. Bye.